I'm Asan, and welcome to another 9320 Transfer Talk special. This is a very special one because it's July and we've still got no fullbacks. Um, I'm delighted to be joined by Sam Lee, as we have been for most of these Transfer Talk specials. Welcome, Sam. Hi, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, all right, cheers, all right. It's a bit quiet, isn't it? But, but all good. The calm before the storm, would you say? Yeah, I reckon so. Excellent. I'm sure that will uh, please our listeners. Uh, but listen, the way that I want to start this is I've got an opening question for you. Mm. I put it out on Twitter earlier, the idea of what happens if we don't get Sanchez? You know, what happens if Arsenal, because it obviously it's entirely possible that he comes back and Wenger or Arsenal just go, sorry, mate, it doesn't matter what happens, we're not selling you. Um, so what I want to talk about in theory to begin with is is sort of the idea of, having primary targets and and how kind of it's it's constantly moving the transfer market and how do you deal with the idea of okay if we've potentially got a protracted saga can you have something on the back burner or can't you have something on the back burner so firstly just in general how do you view that the the idea of the the primary target and how you approach that uh well i mean as as we've said before you know city of City have had these these primary targets, priority targets, whatever worked out um, for months. You know, I, I would imagine. Well, Silver's obviously being as it's been done for about five or six weeks. That's probably January, February kind of time. Um, I think Alves was a bit late. I think that, I think April. I was told as far as him emerging, but obviously he's not the main one. Walker's the main one, so Walker was probably early on, and then you know. In terms of like the language of transfer rumours, and this probably isn't everyone, maybe it's just me, but like when when it's said the City are confident in signing players, obviously that can just mean, you know, there's you know, they think there's a good chance. But if you if you kind of peer beyond that, why do they think they've got a good chance? They're gonna have some idea that, you know, the player wants to come. So with Alexis, because Alexis is the main transfer target this summer you know they've got all the fullbacks and everything and and yet obviously there, there aren't any fullbacks at the moment so you'd think in terms of numbers they are the priorities but Alexis is as far as I'm told like the main mm. the main one and he, as I've always said all along they've been confident um, that he's going to come um, I've not heard anything different on that since Saturday so I'm presuming they haven't been as spooked by reporting Chile as City fans on Twitter have been <laughs> or, or, or indeed as, as gen- spooked, mate. well or indeed as journalists can be because you know you see them and you go oh, I wonder I wonder what I wonder how that changes things or but you know this is this is how it is and then to go back to the point about City being confident again as Max Cardenas the other Chilean journalist who got a bit of exposure the other day and in, indeed he was the first one who said City were confident back in April um, you know he said Alexis has got a deal worked out with City and yeah I mean of, of, of course really because why why would City be so confident that he was going to come and even even in this unknown period we're in now mm. where he does need to sort out his future with Arsenal I mean these players same goes for Mendy and Walker and probably Bertrand, they're going to know what they're going to earn at City. And, you know, it's not going to be, Monaco aren't going to accept a bid and they go, all oh, right, we better get a contract. Um, we better we better speak to Carl Walker about what he wants or yeah, yeah, yeah. what he wants. You know, it's sorted. So with Alexis, you know, there's, there's, there is like a, a loose 
a loose agreement in place there, which is fairly normal. And, and in terms of how priority targets are identified and, and, and worked on, and I am by no means a transfer guru, but in my experience of it, and especially in my experience of it this summer, um, you know, the, the contract offers a, you know, there's, there's a, there's a fair idea through representatives of, you know, I doubt it would even be cheeky. It might even be, you know, people working on behalf of city lawyers, working on behalf of city lawyers, working on behalf of Alexis, just the kind of meetings where you're never going to be able to take a picture of Alexis Sanchez and Cheeky Bagheera starting sat down in a hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be people nobody ever knows. And they're just talking about the kind of offers. And I don't know if this has taken place, but this is the kind of thing that does take place. So yeah, in terms of working on the priority targets, because they're priorities, you want you want to sign them and you don't want to miss out on them. So you do what you can to ensure that. Um, and I mean, is there anywhere else you want to you want to take it specifically regarding Alexis? And yeah, the, I, okay. So let me for exa- let me give you an example. So obviously, last summer on some level, uh, Amrick Laporte. Uh, from Bilbao was a priority target. We had a deal more or less lined up, I believe, around this time in the summer, and then out of nowhere, he signs a new deal. So what I'm trying to get out of you here is the this just this idea that, so effectively, you can lose a target that you think you can have everything agreed with the player and that you think that, you know, everything is set and then like that it's gone mm. how do how do you deal with having a backup because i'm i guess where i'm leading you here is i look at last summer and i go we didn't really have backups for Benucci and laporte yeah so when those deals fell through they were just dead there was there yeah. wasn't really much else the club could do i can't envisage that this summer we would it's one or two things Either we're absolutely certain that this time round there isn't going to be a sting in the tail or there is absolutely going to be, and I go back to 2011 with this, where the first time we went after Sanchez, where Sanchez didn't come and within seven days we've signed Aguero, so we've got a backup. Or is there something in the middle? Where are City this summer in terms of with that potential, potentially losing a target that they absolutely want? Well, I think the thing with Alexis is it's it's not so much the quality. Obviously, he's a great player. I just think as as important to see this summer as you know quality and and that kind of thing and the, where they fit into the team. It's the mentality and the kind of character traits and that that kind of thing. You know, obviously, we're not going to go through all of it again. But the way Guardiola was going on last season about needing to change the mentality of the club, I think Alexis. I'd say probably a major factor in them wanting Alexis so much is because of that. It's what he brings to the club mm. in in that respect, just because of the sheer mentality that he's got. And just watching Chile, and this is just a bit of a tangent, as you probably used to for me, but watching watching him play for Chile, oh, Arturo Vidal. I mean, he is he's good enough for his club, but he's something else when he plays for Chile. And given he's played for Guardiola before, you wouldn't be surprised if that was something that they'd look at in future, just because Vidal has whatever you know, you know whatever it is, he's, he's got, got that it. Warrior mentality. Yeah, exactly, and that's what they want in Alexis. So, in terms of backups, and obviously, you know, I've said before how you know once all the signings are on board, they'll maybe look at somebody like Mbappe or Dembele, depending on what's left. Obviously, if they don't get Alexis, then they might make 
extra efforts to sign them anyway because they've got the 50 million they were going to spend on Alexis and they still need a body. Mm. But so basically thing, what you're saying is what the thing kind. there is. Yeah, exactly. And you could probably get other people in who fit the general profile. And obviously, if you're looking at Dembele and Mbappe, that's a similar, similar profile of player. Mm. And they've got the quality. But what they haven't got is what Alexis has got. And I'm wondering how many other players are out there. So if Alexis doesn't come for whatever reason, you know, you can you can be sure that City will go after another forward, whether they'll get them or not, like we saw with the centre-backs last year. You know, that's a different story. But I really don't think there is as much of an alternative to Alexis because I think he's been identified not entirely because of his character traits, but I think that's huge. And I think there are very few forwards around, certainly obtainable forwards, um, that, that, that could that could replicate that. Especially, again, he's already played for Guardiola as well and he's already played in the Premier League. He's basically the kind of perfect storm. If only he had like an English passport or something like that, he would be, <laughs> he would be the perfect blend of yeah. characteristics that Guardiola wants this summer. So, yeah, if he doesn't come, then City will most likely go and try and sign another forward, but it's not going to be the same. Okay, okay. Um, now, just from an Arsenal perspective, since we're talking about Sanchez, uh, I have seen FFP referenced in a few places. Oh, yeah. Particularly since it looks... Have they confirmed the Lacazette signing? Um, or, but anyway, it looks like it's it's on the cusp of, of, of being done and it's 52-ish million pounds. Um, I've read in a couple of places, actually, David Ornstein said, uh, tweeted, and we know how close he is to Arsenal. He said, once Lacazette is done, any more incomings will depend upon the futures of Sanchez, Ozil uh, and Oxlade-Chamberlain because of FFP. Uh, what's the situation there? Well, the situation there, and this I'm just going by Jack Pitbrook, um, his, his article in the, in the Independent a few weeks ago. Um, so there's new rules and I don't think they affect City because of how how their wages have kind of evolved. So it just, it doesn't affect city basically. But what I've read of Jack's article is that wages can't, your wage bill can't increase by more than 7 million, um, from last year. Go and on. if I, okay. it, and if, yeah, and if, well, from last season, yeah. Or in fact, let's not, let's not confuse it. Cause it's quite confusing. So it can't go up 7 million, but if they persuade Alexis, and Ozil to stay on 280 grand a week. And even the story saying he's going to stay now is saying 300. So it would be more, you know, that would be an extra 20 grand a week. Um, and if, if they were to sign both of them up on new contracts, according to this article in The Independent, um, they, would, they would be 15 million already above their wage budget from last year. Um, and then to make that up, um, to get back down to to the seven million, that difference, they would have to again, according to to Jack at the Independent, he summed it up in in a tweet afterwards. He said essentially, if they are if they end up fifteen million over their wage budget, they're going to have to make a profit on player sales. And how often does that happen? Yeah, um, especially at big clubs. Especially at big clubs, and if you're keeping your best two players, you know, if they sell Alexis. And, and Ozil, there's a good chance they could, or they could, they could at least break even. Hmm. But I, 
by keeping them, I've no idea. I mean, like I joked yesterday, but unless they unless they sold someone to China <laughs> or or Bellerin to Barca, but Barca aren't going to pay that much, and certainly they're not going to pay that much to cancel out Lacazette. Well, hold on, on I, I, don't mean, I don't mean to to cut you there, but just are we talking about wages here specifically? We talk- no. Well, this is it. In the article, it's kind of if there, if there's a deficit, yeah. then that deficit in the Premier League rules. The deficit has to be made up by um, I can't remember the way it's the way it's termed, but there's there's several different ways, uh, different um, streams of income that can mm-hmm. that can make up that deficit. And there's player sales, um, commercial or ticket sales. And again, according to the article, commercial and ticket sales, it's not it's not really viable um, according to the article. So the best way to do it is player sales. And then again. Um, again, according to Jack, he tweeted afterwards. He said, "Look, essentially, it's this: um, they would have to make a profit on player sales." Okay, gotcha. So, effectively, to make up that deficit, so if they have to make up, if they're eight million pounds over on the wage bill, they can make it up. By according to Jack, yeah, they'd have to be eight. They'd have to, you'd have to make eight million pounds at least in player sales. And I just, I just don't see how that's feasible when they're signing Lacazette and they obviously wanted Lamar. It doesn't look like they're going to get Lamar, and. They may be going after that Mares as well. I don't know how much Mares is going to cost, but what thirty million at least? You would say so. You would say so. so that's that's they're going to have to. So let's look at the actual practicalities of this. And I'm not sure how much this is. You know, it might it might just be irrelevant because they might let go of Alexis, as you know, as City believe. Um, but so they say they spend eighty million on Lacazette and Mares. And maybe they do sell Bellerin and Oxley chamberlain and Wilshire and Giroud. And they're uh, 95 million. So they're 15 quid, so 15 million quid up. And that, that's fine. And they keep Alexis and Ozil. But then they've, they've let go a lot of good options. Where's their right back gone? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Oxley chamberlain Oh, Walcott was another one. I'm not a big fan of Oxley chamberlain or Walcott, but you've got no bodies at all to replace them. Um, the defence, the, the, well, look, the squad wasn't good enough, anywhere near good enough to even finish in the top four last year. Mm. How, how do they attempt to persuade Alexis Sanchez that they're going to win the Premier League with a squad that is, I would say, worse off, even having brought in Lacazette and Mares? Um, it's just, they need much, so much more investment than just two forwards. You know, they need another, it's the same thing Arsenal needed it for years. They need another centre-back. They need another midfielder. If they're letting go of Oxlade-Chamberlain or Walcott, they'll need another attacking midfielder as well. It's just, I just don't see how they're going to do it. I don't see how it's possible at all. Just playing devil's advocate for a second then, um, would you say then that maybe City's confidence comes from the fact that they know that Arsenal have to sell? Because the way that you've just... Unpack that or unfolded it for me. I don't see how they keep because even if they do all the business that you've just said, sell all of those players, right, and they end up fifteen million up on the on the Lacazette transaction and the Mares, those two transactions. Mm. Still, if they give Ozil and Sanchez new contracts, those that still has to be factored into that equation. And then on top of that, as you say, if you lose three, I mean, all of those guys played 15, 20 games at least. So if you lose three first team players, you have to replace them from somewhere. So 
are we almost getting to a point where we're kind of looking at the wrong thing by looking at the media and looking at the noises, whereas if we actually just look at the numbers, the finances and FFP and kind of goes back to the summer, the, the, the situation that City were in, the summer that Sanchez moved to England where they wanted him, but they couldn't get him because of FFP, where this summer Arsenal will just have mm. to sell. Well, let me let me put it this way. I'm certain that, you know, all the, all the, all the information in Jack's article um, is bang on. So if, if this turns out to be wrong, don't blame him. Because what it would be is, if I've interpreted that rightly and I'm not missing something out, like they're going to be able to sell... Uh, see, I can't even think who... Uh, maybe unless they sell Bellerin for 70 million, which I don't think is going to happen, but maybe it would. Um, so Jack's information about the wages and the transfer net spend there's no reason to believe that's wrong. So if I've interpreted that correctly, then yeah, uh, you're probably right in saying that City couldn't get him because of FFP. Maybe Arsenal are going to have to let him go because of FFP, or at least let one of them go. And it certainly seems like Alexis is the most likely of him and Ozil to actually go because you know he's got somebody who really, really wants to sign him in City, and they will make it happen if they can. So yeah, um, if I've interpreted that information right about the the finances, then then there's a there's a good chance that that'll play a big role in where he's going to go and what Arsenal have to do. Okay, okay. Um, now, in terms of the centre back situation, because the, that's the before we get into the black hole that is the fullbacks. Mm. Um, are we still at a loss? Where are we at with the centre back situation? Firstly, do you feel that centre back is a priority? this summer because it's a question that I whenever the Sanchez I've seen a lot of um post that that Chilean story the other day that maybe Sanchez is going to stay there was immediately a lot of people going whoa great like we need we need a center back we need defenders um <laughs> well let's work on the basis that city you know they they can't work on different positions at the same time because they're slow yeah but is cent- does centre-back feel like it will be a priority for City this summer? Well, as far as I know, they went into the summer kind of looking at it and going, once we sort out the main targets, we'll see, similar to Dembele, but you know the centre-back was kind of more of a priority than the Dembele slash Mbappe, but not as much of a priority as the four centre-backs, um, Bernardo Silva, Ederson and Alexis. But over the last two weeks... Uh, around the time of the Dani Alves news breaking, um, the centre-back obviously got moved up the agenda to whether it was a priority or not, or whether he was gettable. I'm thinking it was probably, they went, we could do with a centre-back, let's see what happens. We would like this guy, this guy, and this guy. And I kind of get the feeling something's changed and they were able to get one of those two or three. And now they're working on finalising that. So I think that's what's happened there. I'm not sure it was a big priority at the start, but I think maybe a few things fell into place and they went, oh, we can do this. We can afford this. Let's do it. Um, In terms of you asking me, do I think it's a priority? Again, not as much of a screaming necessity as the fullbacks because obviously there aren't any. Um, And I, I do think City need forwards as much as anything because, look, we saw what happened last year when you've got four men for three positions, one gets injured and the rest play every week. It's just, it's just not feasible. You, you, just, you can't do that in the, modern, 
in the modern game, there's too much demand demand on players. So, in my opinion, a forward is as as much of a priority as a centre back. But yeah, I do think they need a centre back because I'd I'd like to say they could rely on company, but who knows? And it's such a boring thing to say. And he says it himself. He goes, he'd love to be able to walk through a mix zone without people, without without journalists going, "How are you? How do you feel?" But that's just the reality, isn't it? Nobody knows if they can. Guardiola probably doesn't know if he can. Company probably doesn't know if he can rely on himself because he's been through so many hard times. I mean, he's a strong character, so he probably doesn't think about it. But you know what I mean? So from my point of view, yeah, a centre-back, if they can get one, absolutely. Because if company isn't fit, then it's not just losing him. Otamendi only looked good when he was playing with company. I know we had a spell last April when he was playing with Mangala, but those days are gone. You know, it's last season he only looked good when he was with company. Um, so then you've got that factor. Kolarov, you don't want to be relying on him again. Um, and Stones had his ups and downs. Sometimes Some games really good, some days really bad. Um, but you would get the feeling, and certainly people at City think, um, that he's he's the Stones is better off with company. So yeah, I think they do need uh, a new centre-back just because if you lose company, you don't just lose him, but you're basically knocking 10-20% off the performance levels of every other centre-back who could play there. Mm. And as we've seen... Not just that, but then when Stones and Otamendi play together, they, they just can't do it. Yeah. 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 So you're losing so much if company gets, um, goes out. So yeah, it's, it definitely makes sense for them to go for someone. Now, obviously, the other big question is we've not really been linked with a lot of sense. There isn't the clarity that there has been with the fullbacks, with the forward position, and also just simply with previous transfer windows in terms of you felt like since Bagaristan's come in, there's always been a very clear telegraphed plan for every position in which players they're targeting. Um, now, I'm not asking you to speculate on names themselves for centre-back. Can you maybe just speculate or expand upon why it might be such a big secret or why it might, you know, uh, is there an angle that we're missing here? Is there an obvious thing that we're really missing? And we're all sat here going, oh, it's such a mystery and then it'll happen and we'll all go, it wasn't a mystery, it was just that guy. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, um, well, I mean, may- maybe it's, and the thing, <laughs> this idea that it's a, it's a mystery, and I mean, and obviously it is, but it's basically, <laughs> stop me if I'm wrong here, but basically it's a mystery because I don't know who it is. Because it's not like anybody else has said, City are signing a mystery centre-back or City are signing a centre-back, but they don't know who it is. It's just as I've gone through the transfer market, hearing information here and there, I've picked up the, oh, now they do want a centre-back. Mm. Um, obviously, it was Van Dijk. Um, I wrote that Van Dijk was their top choice of, of two or three, and I didn't know who the other two or three were. Um, but, and that was if they decided to get a centre-back. Obviously, it's not long after that. Van Dijk, um, well, it was made known that Van Dijk wanted to go to Liverpool. And then you kind of think, well, if that's fallen through, then maybe City are still on for him. So you think, oh, and as you said, oh, it's not a mystery after all. It could turn out to be that guy and that guy could be Van Dijk. But again, I've been told it's not him. So it it may turn out to be him. And what's happened is City was so nervous about upsetting Southampton and Southampton doing to City what they've done to Liverpool, mm. maybe, maybe they've maybe they've put out red herrings or said it's not him when it is. So that, so that's one that's one reason why it might be a mystery in inverted commas. Another one is well, from what I've heard, and if this is if this is true, if these you know the sources I've got are, are being 
are being honest, as they have been all, all summer, it seems, um, it sounds like a difficult negotiation. Now, I don't know if that means they're trying to sign... Well, I'm pretty confident it's not Gerard Piquet, right? But Gerard Piquet would be a difficult negotiation yeah. because there's problems with the Barcelona board and he's so expensive and you know he was basically going to be Barcelona pro- uh, president. So you could speculate that it's a difficult negotiation because it's Gerard Piquet and he's one of the best in the world and it'll cost loads. Or maybe it's somebody who plays in the Premier League and it's to- Toby Alderweireld. And that's difficult because Spurs aren't going to want to sell him and Walker to City. It's just not going to happen. Mm. So that's difficult. Um, maybe it's... I'd say... Would they knock, would they knock down... So, uh, obviously, I'm asking you to speculate, but yeah. that's why we're here. Do you think it's conceivable that the negotiation for the club feels so sensitive that they'll knock na- knock down names. So, for example, I know that you've said that uh, City seemingly aren't in for Benucci this summer and mm. aren't in for Laporte this summer and aren't in for Alderweireld this summer and aren't in for any Barcelona or Bayern Munich players this summer. But let's focus on those two clubs like ba- Barcelona and Bayern Munich and also Alderweireld and Spurs because of Levy and, and the Walker thing. Do you think it's do you think it's conceivable that the people you're speaking to are almost kind of knocking those names down because they're going yeah I'd rather I'd rather be a liar after the fact than divulge give away something that would really screw up a negotiation before it's taken place Um I mean that's always possible but I mean I've asked about that that weekend when Javi Martinez was kicking off Yeah um, I asked about that and didn't get a reply. And you think, is you know, is is that not a reply because the guy doesn't want to confirm it because it's a sensitive thing? Mm. Um, in the event, it's it's obviously not Javi Martinez. In the event, he ignored it for whatever reason or or didn't get round to replying or whatever. So I would I would like to think, and again, I've I've spoken about this before because you know part of being a journalist is not just who your sources are, but how much you trust them and how much stock you put in them. Yeah. I put enough stock in these guys that when they say someone isn't signing, I'm confident enough to say that. And yeah, if, if they end up signing them in the end, then I'll have been wrong to to put my faith in them and that'll be on me. Um, but no, I, 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 at the moment, and there's, you know, this, this could, this could backfire, but no, I think if some, if they tell me that a player isn't signing, or they're not a target, then, you know, I, I believe that. And I, I believe that the same way as when they've told me other things other things before about who is coming in. And, you know, that's there's nothing secret there. Whatever they've told me, I've already reported. Okay. Um, the other thing is, as I've already said as well, I think when, you've, when we did that Q&A the other week, um, a lot of the time, you know, these, these guys are very close to what's going on. And I don't think they want to be seen. Nobody wants to be seen as a smoking gun, basically. <laughs> you know, Everybody, you know, every, I'm sure every every journalist in Manchester has got friends who work for City who would know. But I have found it very difficult. Well, I found it impossible for to get information out of anybody who I know, who I would say is a friend or even an acquaintance or just you know somebody I've been drinking with. I find it impossible. It's like there's an, a murder around City. Nobody will say. And I was I was surprised on that day of Bernardo Silva where he just it, leaks kind of sprung up everywhere. But since then, 
and as we saw with the Dersen, there was one picture and it was it was very quiet and I think they've locked it down again. Nobody wants to be seen as the smoking gun and these guys I've been speaking to all summer are very close. And as I've said before, in terms of where I get stories from, often well, I don't think there's been there's been one this summer where I've been able to to say they're signing Danny Alves. I didn't say City was signing Danny Alves first. Yeah. But once Mundo Deportivo did it, yeah, yeah, I yeah, got yeah. a message from my source and he went, there's something going on with the fullback. And I went, is it Danny Alves? He went, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We sorted it out. Um, same thing with Edesson. Once that was all over in Portugal, I messaged the source and said, God, I, I can't believe this report. It's surely it's too much money. And he went, oh no, it's, it's a decent amount of money. It makes sense, blah, blah, blah. And I went, right, is it happening? And he went, yeah. They don't want to be the leak and nobody wants to be the leak. And again, if the centre-back, for example, is, again, let's just say it's Piquet and Mundo Deportivo say Man City in talks to sign Gerard Piquet, I reckon I could probably go to my source or hopefully my sources would message me and say, Piquet. Okay. And I just think that's another layer. That's, that's the main reason why it's a mystery, in inverted commas, is because... They don't want to say. They don't want to give it away. And they don't want Cheeky Bagiristan and Pep Guardiola and Ferran Soriano to be looking around their offices and email audits or whatever and going, who leaked that? Mm. Okay. And, and they don't want to say. And believe me, I've tried. Believe me, I've said, is, is it this guy? Is he 28 years old? Is he left-footed? It's been like, it's been like guess who? And I've tried and I've, I've got nothing. I don't know who it is. And that's what... And again, I think the only reason why it's a mystery and I, I didn't want... I didn't want to create this whole guessing game. It's just because I know they're going to sign a centre-back. I just don't know who it is. Okay. And that's pretty much why. Because I'm not being told the guy won't tell me. So look, um, what I want you to do just for the clarity of the audience is just run through very quickly. So for example, I said a little bit earlier on that you'd said previously that City aren't in for any Barcelona or Bayern Munich players. As it stands today... You've, you have that from a reputable source that you feel comfortable going, that's kind of the state of play right now. Kind of, because I'm, I'm pretty certain that they did try and sign Messi last summer. So I'm not sure. I mean, maybe, and maybe it's changed because obviously the Bonucci chains, they wanted him last summer, they don't want him now. So maybe they did want a Barcelona player last summer, now they don't. Maybe there's nobody they see as worth the hassle mm -hmm. to go to Barcelona and try and buy. If it's Messi, yeah, who cares? Because you risk the political fallout and the money and who cares because it's Messi. Yeah. Maybe they don't see anybody else as worth it. But I mean, I'm, I'm not putting too much stock in that because I'm just thinking maybe that is, maybe that is protect, protection politically, you know, okay. just to, just to say, Oh no, Pep doesn't want to sign Barca or Bayern players. You know, it's it's a it's a reliable guy, but I'm kind of thinking, and there's no reason for me at the moment because I'm not thinking they're going to try and sign Boateng or they're going to try and sign Lewandowski or they're going to try and sign Neymar. But I'm just thinking, there's no need for me to shout that from the rooftops because maybe maybe that's just a political thing, and maybe maybe that's something that somebody close to um, City would say to kind of make. Um, Guardiola or City look a bit more squeaky clean. So I'm not shouting that one from the rooftops because I'm I'm not hugely confident that they wouldn't sign somebody from Barcelona or Bayern if the opportunity came up. Because oh. why wouldn't you? Look at yeah. I mean look at the players they've got. 
Are there any names that you'd be comfortable kind of drawing a line through right now in, in terms of centre-back and going, I feel comfortable saying City aren't in for him? Because obviously we're all, as supporters, all we're doing is sat around making lists and then crossing mm. names off and adding names depending on what journalists say. Yeah, well, I mean, I've these are the ones that I've put in articles or in tweets for the last the last few weeks. Um, seemingly now it's not Van Dyke. Um, presumably they've, if Southampton do want 60 million, presumably they've gone, we're, we're not paying that. But I mean, other than that, it's pretty much the ones you've said already. Um, Bonucci, Laporte... I asked about Marquinhos and the same kind of thing with Aldevarald, I think. It's good player, um, probably wouldn't sell him. And with Marquinhos anyway, I don't think he fits the profile at the moment. I think they want somebody older. So Laporte, Bonucci, Van Dijk, Marquinhos, Aldevarald, anyone at Barca, anyone at Bayern, probably. Um, although, like I say, that if one came up, you wouldn't be surprised if they did do it. Um, wouldn't Alderweireld fall into, in a way, then wouldn't he fall into the same, um, I guess, grey area basket as Barcelona and, and Bayern Munich, buying players from Barcelona and Bayern Munich, just in terms of the, the the complicated nature of the transaction, whereby it might just be easier to ensure that that name just doesn't get out there because it would just become a headache. Well, yeah, I can. I mean, I can see why they wouldn't want it muddy in the waters, and I can see from a fan and a journalist point of view why you, we wouldn't want the speculation, or we wouldn't want to go wasting time on Twitter going, "Oh, but how is it going to?" But the thing is, I think in reality, it's not going to be any harder than going to Daniel Levy. Oh, by the way, can we have him as well? Mm. It's. I don't think. I think that's as hard as it gets, and I don't think it matters if his name's in the press or not. Okay, fine. So then in that sense, then, yeah, we can maybe... That's maybe a little bit closer to Van Dyke and Benucci in terms of where you think it stands. That'd be fair to say. Yeah, I don't... Well, I just... I don't see Alderweireld happening from my own point of view because, again, it's just signing the two Spurs defenders on long-term contracts in one summer is going to be extremely difficult. And also just... I've just I've just got that vibe from my guys that it's not him. So okay, basically on the, on the two fronts, I don't I don't I don't think it's him. Okay, um, I've got a couple of Twitter questions, but but before I get there, um, you obviously you referenced the fact that um, Danny Alves came via Mundo in terms of where that story broke, and Edson yeah. came from Portugal. Yeah. Um, would it be fair to say then that from a city perspective specifically? it makes little sense in looking at the British media that actually the stories that we care about are going to break in Chile for Sanchez. They're going to break in 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 in, Catal- in the Catalonian press for a lot of that kind of stuff, as opposed to in England. No, no, not, not really. Um, you know, the English press are, are going to gonna get a lot, I think, because there's al- there is always a kind of, there's always a trail. Um, and I mean, I suppose people are going to want to talk about this anyway. But I've, you might not have seen it. But before I came on here, I put a, a tweet up with a with a theory um, that that Mendy's done, and I, I can't confirm it yet. And if I can confirm it, then I'll write an article about it. But for now, it's a theory that I've said before that you know Alves is basically done, and what he needs to do is come to Manchester, do a medical, sign the contract, done. I've got a theory that Mendy's the same. Okay. Um, and if why? 
obviously, if you're going to say that, then my next question is going to be why, what, what, what is making you feel like that? I just think from what I've heard and I've not been told explicitly, I've not been told that Mendy's doing this going to be, it's going to be the next few days. Although I am trying to find that out. I'm just from what I've heard again on Monday, the number was between two and five signings before, uh, and I'm not sure if it's before preseason Monday or preseason the Monday after when they fly to America, but between two and five. And you think if 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 these guys are setting their their base at two, then who's it going to be? Um, and again, there's just other hints I've got, just other vibes I've got, intangible things. Again, nothing's I've not I've been told anything explicitly because if I had, I'd have written it. Just vibes I've got that make me think. And again, you don't have to pin me down here because it's only a theory. So of course. Um, there's just other things I've got which don't add up to me going balls out and writing an article saying Mendy's going to sign for City next week because I'm not that sure. But what I've heard, what I'm thinking, and what what has all added up, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, I, I think that's probably done. So I, I, I knew people would probably listen to this and want to know more about that. But to link that back into what we're going to say about the English press, um, I don't think it's I don't think you can just say ignore the English press. Um, because if I'm right about Mendy, then nobody's got it. Gotcha. Um, there's agents everywhere who will know. Um, but in certain cases, they, they will say, look, don't tell anybody this. And, you know, sometimes, you know, with Adesh and he was liking pictures on, on Instagram of City, wasn't he? Or sometimes with, like, Murata, I think he's Murata's wife or something, hinted something on Instagram. And you get people kind of dropping hints or you know, they can either drop hints on social media or an agent can tell a journalist they know. And that's how stuff gets out because you don't necessarily have to know Cheeky Bagiristan, but you just have to know an English agent or an English lawyer who's worked on the deal. Mm. So they, they it can break wherever. It doesn't matter what nationality the press are really or in what region. So, But if I'm right about Mendy, then that has basically been kept quiet for two or three weeks. And... Okay. Sorry, that is, I think that's just a feature of what City are trying to do. And I think it's what every club wants to do because I don't think any club wants news to to be leaked. I don't think, I think, well, look at Silver. If it hadn't been for somebody spotting him on a plane on a Thursday night, I think they'd probably have got away with it. That's a fair shout. So I think, yeah, I don't think you can disregard any nationalities press. Uh, and it, you know the press in any given country. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it just it does so happen that you know Alves and Aderson came out elsewhere. But you know I'm pretty sure that the English guys will be um, on top of everything, and especially with Walker as well. You know everyone involved in that deal from the Walker side is is going to be English. And you had um, you had Christoph on a few months ago saying. You know, it's pretty much an open secret that Walker's going to City. And look, I mean, it is, isn't it? If he doesn't go to City now, then something's gone wrong. Yeah. So there's been a, there's been so much talk between agents, journalists, players, whoever. You know, the the English journalists have, have had a fair idea for some time. So, so yeah. And, and just going back to, are we going to find out from Chile with Alexis? Well, I mean, we can do because there was those reports the other week that um, there was that well-respected Chilean um, TV presenter who said. You know, he'd made his mind up and he was going to City and he was going to be done. And you've got Max, who's well-connected to the Chilean guys, and he, he's insistent that it's going to be done too. Um, but you've also got this story the other day, which kind of sparked everyone into a bit of a meltdown about saying he, w- he was going to stay. But, you know, 
that it's it's the reliability of each individual report not not the not the country of origin because i think if 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 you want my opinion about this story about alexis staying one of the details which didn't kind of sit right with me was they said um oh uh, and Bayern munich who who showed the most interest have backed away and i was like well there's no way that's true and i mean that this might be this might sound arrogant but i'm just backing my my own sources here from what i've heard there's no way City would be that confident of signing Alexis if they weren't asked about signing him or were less asked about Bayern. Yeah, yeah, City, yeah. as far as I know, City are by far the biggest club, sorry, the, the club showing the biggest interest in Alexis. And then for for a newspaper to say Alexis is going to stay because Bayern were interested, but now they're not anymore and nobody else is really that bothered. I'm not having that. I don't that doesn't sound that doesn't sound right. They did say Maybe it will change if City make a bid and City are going to make a push because, as we've already discussed, he is the main guy. So City are going to make a push. And the other thing that which didn't sit right with me there is they said they're going to pay him the same wages as Alexis, who's the club's um, top earner. But Sorry, as, as Ozil, who's the club's top earner. But Ozil's up for a contract renewal as well. Mm. And surely, I don't think that's agreed. I know there's a rumour going around certain Arsenal fans that there's been a deal agreed since January, but I'm not sure about that. And even so, um, would there be a point that, in sitting on that? I think. I, I they, don't think so. if they had a deal agreed, is there any point in sitting on on that information? From I don't an think. Arsenal so. perspective, I don't think so. Okay. And and again, I mean, again, as journalists, we don't know everything, but you've got people like David Ornstein, who's pretty much the gospel as far as Arsenal fans go. He's very close to the club. Um, generally, only reports stuff that is happening, and if he's saying that. You know, uh, you know, Ozil's future's up in the air. Then you, you can be pretty sure that it's up in the air. Mm. Um, so, I don't think that they would be offering Alexis the money that Ozil's on now because Ozil's after a pay rise anyway. Gotcha. Um, and even so, Alexis would probably be like, "Well, I want more than him," or you know what I mean. It just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't sit right with me. So, if we're talking about where the reliable news is going to be, Chile or Barcelona or England, it just, it just depends basically. And you, you, you go not just by the source, but um, just the actual, the actual content of it, and and if and if it, not just if it sounds plausible, but it, you just, it needs to tick a few boxes, and it's not just, oh well, it's from Chile, so it. So it must be right, kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, hey, listen, I've um, I saw Bertrand's name mentioned, I think, in the press this week again for the first time in a while. Do you have any news on that? Sorry, you're going to have to edit this. I was distracted. Then can you uh, can you ask that question again? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not going to edit it, by the way, because uh, <laughs> you should know when you're distracted. Um, I just asked. Um, it was I nothing saw, important. I saw Bertrand's name has been mentioned in oh, the media Bertrand, yeah. in the last week. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you know what the situation is with Bertrand? Do you know if City are negotiating or what the deal is there? Yeah, um, I, th- I said it openly up, up until the weekend. Um, I wasn't sure. I just knew that they wanted him. Mm. Uh, that he's not seen as somebody who's going to come in and be one of the main. You know, if City have got a squad of twenty, he's not going to be one of the twelve difference makers like Mendy, Alves, and Walker are, and Alexis, and obviously KDB, Silver, uh, Company, Ades, and people like that. He's not going to be the main guy. And yeah. I knew they were interested in him. Obviously, I was off over the weekend. Didn't have much of an exposure to what was going on. Didn't really chase anything, um, but. Yeah, um, they are still working on a deal 
for Bertrand. I'm not sure where it is. I would imagine Southampton being Southampton and City being City, it, um, they want as much money as possible. They'll try and take as much money as they think is possible. Um, but I, d- I don't know specifically where they are. Okay. Well, and again, having said what I said earlier, if they think they're going to get him, it's, Burton probably knows what he's going to earn at City. So I think that's probably locked in. Mm. Um, and it's just a case of sorting out with Southampton. Okay. And again, if, if they think if they think that they're going to get between two and five players before, let's say before they fly to America, which is uh, a week on Monday, so about 10 days, then those two to five, the five there are four fullbacks and a centre-back because Alexis isn't going to be done in the next 10 days, is it? Okay, I was going to actually, I was, I was going to ask you that earlier, so I, I'm glad that you've, you've cleared that up. So really when you're talking, so you've heard that potentially City will have between two and five new players when they fly to the States. Um, well, that's what they're trying for, but I mean, they were okay. trying, they were trying to get, they were trying to get between three and four in within two weeks of Bernardo Silva, and obviously they've got Adesan, and they didn't get the other two, and then they made a bit of a push after the internationals, and that's dragged on, and the players have gone on holiday, and now we're here. So they're trying for between two and five, and like I say, if they've set the le- if they've set the base at two and they're reliable, mm. then my guess is Alves and Mendy, uh, and then but on top of that, yeah, they've been pushing. They want to get players done as soon as possible. But they don't want to pay through the nose, and that's why they were. That's why we're in this bit of a standoff now. Do you think we're still? If you look at the kind of the Premier League market as a whole, um, I think I asked you this last time as well. But it's interesting to kind of see because it ebbs and it flows week by week. Um, do you think City are still relatively in a good position in in comparison to their rivals in terms of how they are going about their business this summer? I think so. Um, I read. Uh, Duncan Castle's piece on United yesterday, and a lot of people, say? well, a lot of people have got a lot of opinions about Duncan Castle's, and I can completely understand most of them. But he is he is very well connected, mm-hmm. and whether whether United wanted to sign Aguero and Hart or not, I'm not so sure. But as as far as kind of saying what's going on, or at least what Mourinho is thinking, or Mendes is thinking. I think he's as as well placed as as many of the top guys based in England, um, you know, like Mark Ogden and James Ducker, um, people like that. Um, he is well placed to say what's going on with United, and the picture he painted in his article, it sounds like it's a bit of a shambles. Um, it sounds like United have obviously, like every club, like City, like every club, they've got um, they've got loads of options in the different positions and, you know, some have knocked them back or, um, some aren't, some aren't available. So if that's the case at United, then, and obviously there were stories about Conte being unhappy with, with Chelsea. Mm. And there's been stories about Mourinho being unhappy with United's progress as well as, as well as what's just been, what I've just said about Duncan Castles' article. Um, so in comparison to that, I think City are well-placed. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of the talk that Guardiola's happy with the transfer business. I think he'd probably be a bit happier if, if, um, so if we're saying there's going to be eight or nine signings, I think he'd be a, a bit happier if there was four or five of those done already. But we could well be in a situation where four or five of those are done. We just don't know. I do think, and not just based on the fact that other clubs haven't signed players, but based on the fact that. Chelsea are supposedly unhappy or Conte's unhappy because they haven't signed anyone. Mourinho's unhappy because they haven't signed anyone. Obviously, Lindelof. Um, 
So I think City are certainly well placed. Arsenal, I don't think they can be happy because they've they've just signed Lacazette. That's that's official now, um, which obviously people will know by the time they listen to this. But I don't think they can be happy because they've got the Alexis and Ozil situations up in the air. Yeah. Um, City have got everybody locked in. And if United are on three or four targets, but they're getting rejected or they can't get them, then City are far ahead because whoever they're getting and the names we've mentioned and the centre-back, I'm pretty sure they've not agreed contracts. Maybe I wouldn't go that strong, but you know they've got a fair idea what they're going to earn. Okay. But sure. I, think, I, I think Premier League clubs would kill to be in that position with four or five players. Or, well, if they, yeah, probably four or five would be enough. But if Chelsea, United, Arsenal, Liverpool were in that position where they've agreed contracts with players, I think they'd be delighted with that. Okay, awesome. So people worrying and flapping should maybe flap a little less, I guess. Well, I mean, if we're th- I'm, I'm a bit worried, a bit cautious, I've said this already, but if we're at this stage next week and there's still not a sniff of anything, huh. then maybe it'd be like, okay, what's going on now? Okay. Um. Because I think that's the situation United are in now. Because they go to America on Sunday, yeah, and it's like, well, what's happening here? Um, and I've, I just think City have got a bit more leeway there. Um, but yeah, if, if there's if there's still nothing in about a week, mm. I'd I'd be very surprised, and I would be I would understand it if City fans were were starting to worry. Okay. Um, very quickly before I um, I've got a few Twitter questions I want to ask you, but before I get there, uh, Walker, is it slowly, slowly? moving in the right direction well yeah i mean again that's that's what i've been told the whole time it's just uh, i suppose i might i might borrow an example from another gold story that was done today but with walker and this is obvious anybody could guess this but daniel levy is being difficult and it's not easy um i've heard conflicting things yesterday i heard there was an offer made um and it was rejected and then I heard from somebody else later in the day that um, the agents are on the way, um, and it, it's all it's all going to be done, and he could be one of the ones done by by Monday. Mm. So you hear all kinds of different stuff, and mm. you've got to separate that from. Well, you've got you've got to work out what's reliable. But the the most reliable I've heard all the way, and as much as Spurs are just wanting more money, is it's going to it's going to be done. You know, it's. He knows what he's going to earn from City. He wants to go to City. I think Spurs want to sell because it's a good it's a good opportunity to get 40, 50 million for a player that they can pretty much um, replace easily because they got Trippier already. Um, and the the example I want to borrow, and it's quite it's just good to see this from another journalist and from another club. Um, goal earlier from Alberto, our Real Madrid correspondent. They did a story on. Um, United's bid for Morata and Real Madrid, according to Alberto, turned down 80 million euros yesterday from United. Wow. Um, let me just read the email because, and I, I'm fine reading the information in the email because I've read his copy in Spanish and the English one, and the same information's in it. So um, I'm, I'm not giving any, any way any trade secrets here. But what it says is, all parties involved really believe that the transfer is going to be done sooner rather than later, as they've been negotiating negotiating for a long time and the final deal is really close but there's still no arrangement about the money United had raised the first offer from 70 to 80 million euros but Madrid have rejected it again because they want 90 and I think that sounds very similar to the Walker thing Uh, all parties they believe it's going to happen 
that's the vibe I've got. Mm. It's gonna, it's difficult, but it's gonna happen. And look, I mean, that sounds incredibly confident to say that about Morata and United. And then even so, Madrid go, nah, we want ninety. And United would be like, okay, but it's, but United think they're gonna get it done eventually. And that's just how transfers work. And again, uh, what what was it he said? We said really close. Yeah, the final, according to Alberto on, on this, the final deal everyone thinks is really close. And that's how I would say. You know, well, that's what I've been saying for for weeks, and people go, "Yeah, it's always close." And yeah, it is always close. But that's just how things are. That's just how transfer negotiations can work. Everything can be in place. It just takes a while to find that final deal, or even you've got the final deal, and it comes down to the structure, and you pay eighty percent up front and twenty percent next year, or you pay fifty percent now and twenty five percent, and then twenty five percent. And it's that kind of thing that that can drag on. But under the umbrella of this is a deal that's going to get done, and I think with Walker. Unless Levy really is just, I don't know. Unless Levy goes, actually, we want 60. And Cheeky, and Cheeky goes, oh, no, I'm not having this. I'm fed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless something mad happens, that is that is the same kind of scenario I would attach to Walker. I think it's done, it's close, but it's, it's going to take a bit of sorting out. And it has been taking a bit of sorting out for the last three or four weeks. Okay, fair enough. Um, wow. 52 minutes in, mate. What did we say? 30, 35 minutes? Okay, yeah. very quickly. This is, this is supposedly a pod with nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very quickly, um, some Twitter questions. This is a, a quick fire one, this one. Uh, does Alexis being in the Arsenal kit launch indicate he's staying? <laughs> is he? Is he in the kit launch? I don't know. It's, Jack Banner asked that question, so I'm asking you. If he's in the kit launch, does it indicate he's staying? Do those kit launches and that marketing and promo stuff, does it mean anything in the summer? No. Okay, beautiful. Um I have a question here. Uh, where is it gone? Here we go. Uh, it's from Sam Ratcliffe, Samuel Ratcliffe. And he asks, why were Liverpool taken to task over public confidence re-Van Dyke and City mm. haven't re-Sanchez? There seems to be a few parallels. I think it's a good question, though. Um, well, again, this is kind of... why well, you know, because I'm, I'm not certain about all of them. But this is why I'm kind of careful, because I don't want to say City have agreed terms with Alexis or certain players they may not have permission to speak to and I think City will want to be very careful not to get themselves into any trouble that Arsenal could go oh well basically Arsenal could pull a Southampton and make things a lot more difficult um but this is it I think I've said this before it's it's a it's odd when when tapping up gets mentioned because it happens all the time Mm. simple as that really most most clubs, they get an idea from the player if there's any point. There's no point in making a bid for a player and then going, oh, by the way, do you want to come? And they go, no. Go, oh, for God's sake, we've just drawn up all the contacts for the <laughs> It just, tapping up happens literally all the time. And I think maybe someone at Southampton had their nose put out of joint because I don't know where the leak came from at Liverpool, but the same way that fans assume that a club has briefed journalists, a football club would probably assume the same thing. And I don't know if it came from Liverpool's press department or not, but Southampton probably went, these dickheads are briefing that they're going to get Van Dijk and they haven't even spoken to us. That's not on, we're not having it. Gotcha. And I'll, I'll, that's probably the difference. Okay. That's probably the difference. So... It's just how you conduct yourself, really, because it happens all the time. I was going to ask you that, actually, because something you you, you used a word there, which I think is is really important to kind of unfold a little bit if you've got a minute. Um, Just the idea of briefing, yeah? Oh, Uh, right. 
So when you say that Liverpool may maybe Southampton's nose was put out of joint because Liverpool briefed, um, are you saying that directly somebody from the club that is that what a brief is? It's when it's come directly from the club that no, not necessarily the club. It could be from anyone. Um, it's a general. I mean, a brief is just the word that's that's just been attached to it, and I don't know why. Uh, it's certainly been around longer than I have. Um, it could come from anyone. It could come from the player. I mean, you know, I've no, I've known players to sit down with with all the main journalists from from their patch and tell them their version of events, and it all goes out at the same time, and everyone's got the same information. So it could be from the player. It could be from an agent, which is. Kind of less likely. But would you feel, just going back to the Liverpool be, example, would yeah. you feel there that that it has to have come from the club for it, to, for the reaction from... I'm, what I'm trying to do is unpack that, because I like the question that, that, that he asked. I feel there is a difference between what's going on with Sanchez and what's going on with Van Dijk. And maybe on the surface, when you read the reports of the two, they're not hugely different because on you know some people are saying... He's agreed that he's going to join City. He's going to agree. He's agreed terms, but whatever. Like loosely speaking, it's all the same. It is yeah. shit in a way. Um, would you say maybe it's because the brief has come directly from the club? That what well, is it? I don't know, but I'm, what I'm guessing is Southampton thought that it came from the club. Got you. Southampton probably thought, well, that's come from Liverpool, okay. and that's that's not on. So I mean, if it didn't come from Liverpool and it's come from someone else, then Liverpool are the, are the victims of this, and it's been. It's quite unfair on them, really, because they haven't done anything that nobody else is doing. Um, but you'd think if they've apologised, mate, then it's probably come from. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I just, I just don't know. And it's there's, there's, there's just nothing to be gained from me saying. No, of course not. I think there is, or it is. I just, I just don't know. So there's no point in me in me saying it. I think it's this. Southampton have probably got annoyed because of that. Okay. Um, how is City in terms of briefing? Like as a club, like I'm talking about direct briefs in in this period uh, in the pantheon of all the other Premier League clubs and how they operate are City regular briefers or do they not brief at all are they difficult do they put disinformation out there how does City operate directly as a club no it's City have kind of got this policy which which makes sense really um, they they generally don't comment on transfers okay. um, certainly not you know, if it was, well, not, they don't now, but a few months ago when, you know, when just names are getting linked every day, if you were to ring him up and say, is this, is this true? Or is, or, you know, can you, can you deny this? They generally just say, we're not, we've not got any comment. And it makes complete sense because, um, things can change so often. Um, they may, once it's obvious, like with Bernardo Silva, once it would become obvious that he was in the country, and he was having a medical. They would, they they would probably put out. This is the fee. Um, it's it's going to be announced at this time. But that's that's as much as that's as much as they do really. Okay. Um, and then, so you're not likely to you're not likely to find a story, for example, that's come directly from City saying, you know, the Van Dyke situation where. It, it was literally in three or four different papers, almost the identical story. They've agreed a two hundred grand deal. He only wants to come to to Liverpool. All of that sort of stuff. Yeah, you you think it would be? I realise I'm leading you up a garden path here, but 
Would you say that's rare for City to brief in that manner? I'd be... City don't treat me as a as a website journalist the same as they treat the newspaper guys. So they may do that, but I've not heard of it. And I, I would be very surprised. Um, I've not heard of them giving any um, details of how much people are earning. Um, in terms of a fee... I've got I've got no way to know whether they're whether they're honest or not. They will they will sometimes give a fee. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe it's maybe it's high, maybe it's low. I don't know. But that's the same for all clubs because you can never you can never guess um, a club's intention. But this is the thing with the brief as well. It's not necessarily just things like to do with transfers. It could just be simple, something as simple as um, you know their their version of the information. You know, obviously City have had a couple of disciplinary things um, with the with the um, the doping charge, the you know the missed drugs test because of the the paperwork, and also um, you know obviously the youth player ban. Yeah. Um, so so it it just makes sense from City's point of view, from anyone's point of view, just to say this is what's happened. Um, in my experience, they haven't said this player missed a test. This is why um, this player missed it on this day. It's just a kind of just a general overview of the situation. It's 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 just it's just a way of putting across information because and and let's not forget they they probably wouldn't have to do this if they didn't have ten fifteen different journalists rigging up and asking the same questions. So sometimes it's just safer to say, "Look, guys, this is what's going on." And and again, going back to City, it doesn't happen often. Um, there's only been a couple of extraordinary or not not usual FA charges recently, which they've addressed, which is the same kind of way any club would address it. Um, and again, their policy on transfers, as far as I know, is is no comment um, and, unless it's obvious and they're there. Um, and even then, uh, even then, you know, they 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 don't they don't tend to to say a lot, which which I think is is wise from their point of view. And if I worked for a club, I'd probably. I'd, I'd probably, um, I'd probably be the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got to be honest. As frustrating it as it is as a supporter, um, sometimes I do like the way that City seem to have a little bit of an iron curtain around them in terms of transfer window. Because I think the Bernardo Silva example is the perfect example of that you know you can't help but feel that that if United or Liverpool or Arsenal were about Bernardo Silva was about to land to do a medical, there'd be at least two days running up to that of Bernardo Silva's coming to those particular mm. clubs. I think it speaks volumes that, that City City want to operate in that manner. Uh, also, yeah, I would I would I would say they're they're helpful, but yeah. they're not they're not spoon feeding information basically. Yeah. They're not making anyone's job any easier and why would they? So they're helpful but without making it easy for, for us. I'd say that's probably the best way of going about it. Yeah. There's a whole other podcast in Why Would They? Because they, you know, the media are the only link that the club really have to the supporters in, in the transfer window. And so, you know, maybe, eh, I don't know, different. I guess they're, they're dealing in, in million pound negotiations. So at that point, I suppose they don't really care about what the supporters think. Uh, uh, and, and again, just to go back to the Liverpool Van Dyke example, and wherever it came from, that is, that is an example of... A brief gone wrong, wherever it's come from. That is that has cost a, that has cost Liverpool the most expensive player in their history. <laughs> so you can see why clubs don't really get involved in it. Yeah. Or or at least until it's over the line. Absolutely. Okay. Uh awesome. Sam, listen, thank you very much. Before you go, I just want to say sorry to Matthias Svensson. I promise Matthias 
On the next transfer talk, we will answer your question. You've asked me twice and we've not got round to it, but next time we will get round to it. Um, Sam, as always, thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Um, to everybody who listened, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will be back very soon with another Transfer Talk podcast. In the meantime, as always, if you like what we do, go to iTunes, go to our website, listen to some old podcasts, go to the Twitter account, send us some questions. We'll be back soon. Have a lovely evening. See you later.